The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, I wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, October 15th. Uh, there's no Thursday Night Football. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's right. We had Tuesday Night Football. It threw my brain into a weird twist. I woke up, spent all day Wednesday thinking that it was either Tuesday or Friday for some reason. Um, but that means no showdown on Thursday. But it does mean we get a full in-depth look at the DFS slate for week six. And to do that, I confuse joining me, Frank Stanfield, at a confused-looking Heath Cummings. Heath, why, why so serious? No, I'm not confused or serious. Um, maybe confused. It it was. I haven't had as much time to look at the slate because the slate didn't exist until Wednesday morning. Um, you know, th- there were some complications over the weekend with uh, DFS and. Um, so yeah, it's it's a really weird slate because the Cowboys, the Cardinals, the Chiefs, and the Bills all playing on Monday night, and then you've got the Chargers and the Saints on a bye, um, and so it, it's it's a little bit of a weird slate. I found myself like generally there will be a couple of really high priced players that are just so much better than everybody else. They're going to end up in all my lineups unless I exclude them. And then there's one or two guys at each position that are cheap that I'm like, yeah, I'm going to jam those guys in a ton. This week, it's all $6,000 guys or wow. $7,000 guys. It's, it's, it's really weird. Um, all right. Well, let's do a quick run around. What was, uh, Frank, I'll start with you. What was one takeaway from week five DFS? I don't want to spend too long recapping it like we did last week. A very quick takeaway from each of us. Uh, I think that we had the Giants basically spot on. Uh, don't use Daniel Jones outside of that, but Darius Slayton was fantastic, over 100 yards. Um, so you could continue to use wide receivers against the Cowboys defense, obviously, but uh, everyone except Daniel Jones, basically, and Evan Ingram having that touchdown, that second touchdown called back, that obviously hurt a lot of people. He was fine, uh, but I think a little bit disappointing. Darius Slayton, though, I think that was, you know, very key to a lot of people. He was like, whatever, sub 5K. He was awesome last week. John, you want me to just pick up, huh? Oh, yeah, I'll just, I'll, I'll just go next. Um, yeah. we should just continue stacking Jacksonville and whoever they're playing against. Well, I did that with DJ Chark and it didn't work. So. 
No, the DJ Chark angle on that did not work. Um, the Texans angle, the play last week's chalk that scored zero points in Brandon Cooks, that, that angle did work. I wasn't going to take it. I was going to let you do the victory lap for it because it worked yeah. out. I was going to bring it up, but I'm like, no, this is all Heath. Heath was all over Brandon Cooks last week. Thankfully, I was because about a third of my lineups were Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper last week. So uh, all of that Brandon Cooks helped uh, make up for that and a little bit more. Yeah, uh, my takeaway is that I've got to be a little more flexible with my chalky running backs. Like I got locked in on Zeke Elliott and that's fine. Zeke wasn't terrible, but he didn't, he didn't, he didn't break the slate or anything. Right. Yeah. I'm like my best lineups though. I think almost Clyde universally. Edwards-Hilaire. Oh, was that your second running back? I think so. Yeah. I, I was going to, so you faded Mike Davis? I think the lesson is don't fade Mike Davis ever again. Yeah. Ever. I had, look, I had a bunch of Teddy Bridgewater and DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. Uh-huh. Uh, but I didn't, in fact, I, I had a lineup that I was in the builder that I was looking at that had those three guys and Mike Davis. I was like, this is just too much. So I took Mike Davis out and then, and that was a mistake. Most of my Panthers lineups last week, cause Teddy was one of the quarterbacks we talked about. Most of my Panthers lineups had all four of them. Well, that, that worked very well for you. It they did. All got, they all got little fire emojis. All right, let's get to the games this week. Speaking of the, the Panthers, by the way, the Panthers could have put up a, like a lot more points against the Falcons. Mm. They got real, they got conservative and just wanted to win the game. And I don't blame them because the Falcons look like a, a pile of dead birds, car- well, dead bird carcasses on the side of the highway. How about the Chiefs? Like, I think Mahomes might have been the second best quarterback on the slate, not in terms of value, but in terms of total points. And they lost like 120 yards and two touchdowns to penalties and didn't score touchdowns on those drives. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, Falcons at Vikings, though. Vikings are minus three and a half, the over under 55, the highest total in this game. Heath, are you going to smash Adam Thielen here? Well, yes, but. Um, remember what we said about Mike Davis? Yep. That also applies to Alexander Madison. Oh uh, yeah. So, I wonder, is he going to be like eighty percent owned in this? In this um, I, I, it might just be that everybody plays those two running backs, and we can have a, a, a contrarian off with the rest of the lineup. But I can't imagine. Like, it, I don't even know what the justification for not playing Alexander Madison at just about any price. Um, when I went through my projections, he's currently, I believe. On the slate, my number two running back in terms of projected DraftKings points. Um, and he's not the number two priced running back. So yeah, I'm just, I will have a lot of Adam Thielen as well. Um, but mostly it's Alexander Madison in this game. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. I mean, Madison, look, they combined last week, Madison and Dalvin Cook, for 45 touches. We know that that's exactly what the Vikings want to do. The Falcons have actually been better against running backs in terms of yards per carry, but they have gone back to being terrible against pass-catching running backs. They've allowed 23 receptions and two receiving touchdowns to running backs over the last two weeks. So even at 7,200, it sucks that before they put these prices out, like they knew that Dalvin Cook was likely going to be out, so they boosted this price up for Alexander Madison. But I think even at seventy two hundred dollars, you gotta smash him in there. And he's does only that, seven, only seven thousand on Vandal. Wait, does that suck? I I like that. I mean, it sucks. I mean, I don't think it sucks. He's seventy two hundred dollars, so he's like the same price as. I mean, he's more expensive than Mike Davis. I think I think it's good. It's good for if you want to fade Alexander Madison. 
and I'm not suggesting that that's what you should do, but like he is priced at the same, like he's the same price as Derrick Henry. And it would not surprise me at all if Derrick Henry had a better game against Houston than Alexander Madison had against Atlanta. No, it, I don't think, it, no, it, I don't it, think that's crazy. It would probably, I mean, I mean, it's not crazy. It would surprise me though. It, it would, I mean, okay. We've seen this spot before. Right. What was the friggin' fantasy playoff game or like the end of the season last year? Was it against Mike Seattle? Boone? Mike, Mike Boone. Boone. But, but I think there's a difference for, sure. for me at least. I think Alexander Madison's good. I do too. No, um, he's really good. And the Falcons, he's playing the Falcons. I guess, let me put this a different way. Because he is $7,200, he is not, he's not a free square. It's possible to fade him. Or also it's possible to play him and not have him be 75% owned at that price. That's, Correct. Which I yeah. think is good. Like if you believe in Alexander Madison, you want to buy on him. I think there will be a lot of people who play who will take other running backs in that price range over Alexander Madison, given like, that he is jacked up. And it's a different discussion on FanDuel than DraftKings because yes. Mike Davis, part of his values catches. Um, the fact that he's $200 less than Madison, I, if you're just choosing between those two, I don't know why you can't just play both, but if you're just choosing between those two, I would play Mike Davis over Madison on DraftKings. Yes. On FanDuel, Davis is $500 more, and it's not full PPR, so I would play Madison over Davis. Exactly. The PPR helps Mike Davis in any way. Uh, anybody else from this game, Frank, that you uh, – can you trust – Oh, Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley, no one will be on them. Dead count, dead cat bounce if you fire your head coach. I think if you want to bring back, right, if you're going to play Adam Thielen, maybe even sprinkle in some Kirk Cousins. I wouldn't play Kirk Cousins personally because he had like 37 pass attempts and still was not great last week. Uh, but I think Ridley, you could bring it back with that, but th- those, that's a lot of salary already tied up there. Uh, I think that Matt Ryan could be a contrarian play, but like $6,600 is, is probably still too expensive. More than I would want to pay for Matt Ryan. Uh, the last name I'll throw out there, Irv Smith, if you just want to punt at tight end. $2,500. He's the stone minimum on DraftKings. And uh, he was more involved last week. He like ran more routes than than uh, Kyle Rudolph. Uh, and he had like four for 64. So if you just want to punt tight end. Yeah, I will I will play quite a bit of Ridley as well. I was just looking on DraftKings because it's, it's always easier to do this on FanDuel. It's hard to start with Mike Davis, Alexander Madison, Calvin Ridley, and Adam Thielen. Um, you, you're going to have to play a lot of a lot of punt plays from that point forward. But I would really like to start with those four. You could get Irv Smith in there, then throw Frank Gore in your flex. Oh. Yeah, well, I mean, you may, Frank Gore stack anyone? You may just. I think the what the, like the the key to unlocking that is you play the Bengals defense. And just hope Philip Rivers continues to be Philip Rivers. Sorry, Will. No, that's I. I I don't blame you for that. I hate you. Your feelings are hurt a little, but you, it's okay. I just did the PFF podcast with PFF Sam and PFF Steve, and they their producer sent me as like a list of topics. It was like one Philip Rivers, two Pete Prisco. I, like, I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> yeah. Um. Look, I I I guess. Can you, are you worried about having too much Madison? You know, let's get to the next game. This is a, this is a game of the high total. Ridley is playable. Ryan is a contrarian play that will be heavily under own if you want to stack him. Madison, you guys feel is an absolute hammer smash. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with having Thielen and Madison in the same lineup, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. Thielen has been awesome this year. Also, I think just kind of a gut feeling, random gut feeling, just Jefferson game, maybe. I think he's like $6,000, uh, but yeah, Adam Thielen is, 
he's leading the NFL in target share and in air yard share for his respective teams. So just the, the Falcons pass defense is atrocious. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, just on Je- Justin Jefferson too. One of the things that stood out to me with DJ Moore and obviously anybody that played him, like DJ Moore had a 76 yard touchdown. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a bomb from Teddy Bridgewater. It was a short pass with yak. Right. And Justin, that's what, when Justin Jefferson had that breakout game, a lot of it was like Kirk Cousins hitting him and him taking off against bad, like bad coverage. And, and so I just, I don't, I don't, I don't mind playing Justin Jefferson some week. It's a high, yeah. high scoring game in theory. Moving to the next game, the Lions minus the Lions are favorite. I love it. The Lions minus three and a half at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The over under 54 and a half. Heath, can you stack my guy, Matthew Stafford? I will have both sides of this game stacked heavily. Probably 40, 40% of my lineups will be Minshew and Stafford lineups. Wow. Uh, a lot of Kenny Galladay, a lot, a lot, a lot of James Robinson um, and a, with a bounce back week after his first bad game of his NFL career. A lot of LaVisca Chenault, a little bit of Keelan Cole, um, plenty of TJ Hawkinson. Maybe a tiny bit of Marvin Jones, but man, he might just be like AJ Green, T.Y. Hilton washed. I agree. I I love this game. And it goes back to what you said earlier, Heath, you know, basically just stacking Jaguars games and and whoever is playing against them. Stafford, $6,300. He's 100 cheaper than Minshew on this slate. Uh, the Jaguars have given up 300 plus passing yards in three of five games. So love Stafford, love stacking him with Galladay at 6,200. That's a really fair price on DraftKings too. 6,200 dollars, uh, 25% target share in the two games that he's appeared in. I like TJ Hawkinson as well, 5,300. Um, the only thing is there's a few other tight ends in that range that I also like, like John U. Smith and Zach Ertz. We'll talk about those guys a little bit later on. Uh, James Robinson, really great matchup here, 6,800 dollars. Uh, and people might be down on him after two. Like, man weeks, like, he didn't really come through, and we've been talking him up, so people might be a little bit down on James Robinson. And then my favorite bring back is, is probably LaVisca Chenault at 5,200. The targets have been up for him the past three weeks. I think it's six or more targets in three straight games. Uh, D, are we out on DJ Shark? You have to see if he's healthy, because he didn't practice on Wednesday. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, but if he's out, I think that just kind of lends itself to you playing either Chenault or Keelan Cole, who's only 4,900. This guy had like 10 plus targets against the Texans. And Minshew played awful. Um, and James Robinson, although I will say that they missed a bunch of field goals. The Jaguars should have scored 35 points in that game. Right. They missed a ton of field goals. They couldn't execute in the red zone. Uh, James Robinson had an awful fumble on fourth and one where they asked him to pass the ball, which was kind of stupid in the first place. Um, yeah, Jaguars bounce back maybe. They're I'd rather have Stafford, Galladay, and LaVisca coming back. That's probably my favorite way to play this game. Yeah, my 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 uh, most common will probably be Minshew, Chenault, Robinson with Galladay coming back. But I like both sides. Okay, fair enough. Uh, should be a high scoring game. Yeah, get involved in Jack, and, and it won't be attractive to people. For some, every week, I think Gardner Minshew is like three, two, three, four percent um, rostered, and he generally delivers three times value. So I should just keep going back to him. All right. Packers at Bucks. The Green Bay Packers minus two at Tampa. That line is moving down. Was three over under 54. This is a fascinating litmus test, Heath, because heretofore, the last two years, Buccaneers run defense has been outstanding. Beat Vea now out for the season. How much will it affect them? And is Aaron Jones a sneaky smash play against a team that statistically looks like they're good against the run? 
Yeah, I I don't I don't dislike it. Um this game I don't feel like I have a good grasp on at all, to be honest. Um I don't have a good grasp on the Tampa Bay defense in terms of like their pass defense. Carlton Davis has got a lot of hype this first month of the season and committed a lot of penalties. Um which isn't really good for fantasy either. But so yeah, I'm, I mean, it's, it's Adam's first game back. I would like to have some of him, but I'm, I'm a little leery about the whole thing. Yeah. I actually feel exactly the same way. Like this game has a 54 total as of now, and I'm just not really all that interested. Maybe it's like once we get more information, because we don't know if Chris Godwin's going to play, he's still banged up. I think if he's out, like Mike Evans is probably going to be a target monster. I don't hate. Tom Brady either like I think he has upside we saw that like five touchdown game a couple games ago and the Packers defense is solid but I think they're kind of overrated so I could see him having a big game but there's like other quarterbacks that are cheaper than Brady that I also think have a lot of upside so I'm not really all that interested in this game Aaron Jones 7600 I think sneaky big upside here but we already spoke about Madison who's $400 cheaper Derek Henry is $300 cheaper Mike Davis is $600 cheaper it's like you can only play so many running backs and you can actually save money by not playing Aaron Jones with those guys. So I don't really love this game, actually. I, I would be more in on Jones if we get the ownership projections and he's below 5%. I was okay. about to say, right. Cause I think, and not, I'm not, this is not me calling you like chalky, but I think that that's going to be, I think when people are building out these lineups, having been burnt, by the way, by basically every chalky running back over the last like month, except for I Mike mean, Davis. Well, yeah, chalky. Sorry, chalky. Expensive. Like, like the top yeah. tier backs. If you played Zeke and Clyde over to Lair, like you keep pumping this money into the, into DraftKings. You're like, I can't win with these expensive running backs. Screw it. I'm playing that Mike Davis guy. Everybody keeps cashing millions with, and then Aaron Jones is is three percent owned and just goes bananas. Now, does his does the does Jamal Williams playing a full like a basically the whole third quarter and change against the um against the Falcons on Monday night? concerned you at all for this two weeks ago it doesn't for me I think that this is kind of how they've always treated Aaron Jones he's playing 57 percent of the snaps on the season and that's just who he is but they throw the ball to him a ton they use him in the red zone so while his snap percentage is lower than other elite running backs he does get these very high value touches and Aaron Rodgers is playing at a phenomenal level and keeps targeting him so personally no I'm not worried about it <laughs> uh okay so I'm laughing at something else not you do you both uh, it was my analysis. I'm sorry, Will. No, no, no. It was, uh, <laughs> it was something else. Diva knows what it was. Diva. Um, he sent a Slack message and said, I don't want to make Will laugh. And then like had like this in addition to it. And I laughed. Um, okay. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Rojo. No go. Oh, uh, I like, I had a choice season long league to trade Alan Robinson for Jonathan Taylor or Will Fuller for Rojo. Which one would you have done and or would you have traded neither? I don't think I would do either, but I think if you were really desperate for running back, I would do the Allen Robinson for Jonathan Taylor. I don't think I would do it. Non-PPR, if that helps. Yeah, I don't think – in non-PPR, I do Allen Robinson for Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Yeah, I, I did that one. Um, the guy I traded with had uh, Terry McLaurin and Michael Gallup. He also had Kamara, James Conner, Rojo, and Jonathan Taylor, which sheesh. Um, and I had OBJ, Allen Robinson, Will Fuller, um, DJ Chark, and Marquise Brown. So I felt I felt like I had enough wide receivers to 
pop off, and I knew they would. And yeah. Like, James Robinson and Mike Davis at running back. Okay. Anyway, moving along. Browns at Steelers. The Browns are four and one for the first time since 1994. So we pointed out 42 times on this podcast. The Steelers minus three and a half in this one over under 51. Heath. Yeah, I could, uh, I could get behind some Steelers stacks against this Browns pass defense. Um, I think Juju and Claypool are both interesting. If Deontay's out and if Deontay's in, then they're all just tournament plays because we don't, we don't really know who the number one in Pittsburgh is. Um, I will probably have just a little bit of Ebron and maybe a little bit of Connor, but again, another game that I'm, I'm not planning on like fully stacking. I agree with that too. You know, I started making a, uh, a Steelers stack yesterday and bringing it back with OBJ and it just, I didn't really like the way that the team was turning out. So I, maybe you bring it back with Kareem Hunt. Like, again, a lot of running backs in that range. Kareem Hunt, $6,900. He just had over 20 touches, and you know the Cleveland Browns want to run. The only thing is it's a really tough matchup against the Steelers, so you have to keep that in mind with Kareem Hunt. But I'm sure other people, like, that will deter other people as well. I think if Deontay Johnson is out, I'd be very, very interested in going back to Chase Claypool. Wow. $5,200. And I don't think that you're, you know, just chasing uh, last week's production, but um, I think that he. <laughs> yeah, no, I deserve that. I, I just think that he will be more involved if Deontay Johnson's out. Okay, the, the the I do think the Claypool thing. How do how does that typically go? Do you think in the general DFS world? Because I I think we're taught if we're trying to be sharp about this that if somebody has a blow up week, you don't go after it. But I wonder if like everybody's on board with that. With a guy like Chase Claypool. I don't think everybody's on board with that. So he's going to be heavily owned. I don't know that. It'll depend on Deontay's status. But no Deontay, Chase Claypool's getting 30 plus percent. 15 would be my guess. And I'm really terrible at guessing. So I don't, you probably shouldn't put any stock in that. Okay. He's just so cheap at $5,200 where if Deontay's out, like, yeah, you want to get all these high price running backs in? You know, Chase Claypool's the way to do it. Right. That's fair. I'll tell you what one last week, I guess. Oh, mercy. Um, Chase Claypool. So it was, what, was it Chase Claypool, and who was the other guy that would have won you the week? Or somebody else who went bananas. It was mostly Chase Claypool. But, Brandon Cooks. Uh, not, not enough people played Claypool for, like, for it to matter that much. Um, there was one more guy who went ape, though. Or who it was. You know what? It doesn't matter now because we're talking about this week. <laughs> Anybody else from this game that you guys want to touch on? No. Jets no. at... Jets and Dolphins. Actually, you know what? We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get to the Jets and the magic of Ryan Fitzpatrick against the Jets. Being around sports media and a fan of, oh, my NC State Wolfpack for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or... Could a coin flip have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former sports center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will probably open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall. Legacies will change forever. New goats will emerge. 
Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. All right, so Ryan Fitzpatrick, fun fact, 42% of Ryan Fitzpatrick's career games are actually revenge games because he has played for every team in the NFL. Uh, This is another one. Yeah. Uh, You did play for the Jets, right? Yeah. Yep, okay, for sure. Yeah. Okay, I was Actually, he did, right? He has the franchise record for most passing touchdowns in a season, 31. Yeah. Don't ask me yeah. how I know that. that, that oh, yeah, because you're a Jets fan. I'm a Jets or you're fan. a Giants fan. I'm a Jets fan, unfortunately. Oh, that's a shame. I don't um, know which would be worse right now. Tank for Trevor. Yeah, for, I think, I think I'd really be a Jets fan than a Giants fan. At least the Jets, you know, you're firing the coach. And we have for a ton sure. of draft picks coming up. Yeah. Uh, so Dolphins are minus eight and a half against the Jets. Over under 47 and a half. The Jets are trotting out, no lie. Joe Flacco, Frank Gore, and Jamison Crowder having released, of course, Le'Veon Bell earlier this week. Have you any interest in a Ryan Fitzpatrick and friend of the Pick 6 podcast video show, uh, Preston Williams Stack? I did not know he was a friend of the show. He was on yesterday. That's outstanding. Yeah. Um, yes, I am interested in stacking Fitzmagic. I am interested in Miles Gaskin. As a uh, cheaper running back play, interested in Gasicki and Devontae Parker, interested in Jamison Crowder coming back. That is where my interest in this game ends. Okay. I think the defense is going to be extremely chalk too, so I'll just bring that up. But Miami's DSC is 2900 on DraftKings, and that's likely because they haven't been great all season. They're not terrible though. Like they're second. They were awesome last week, right? Uh, yeah, they were really, really good against the 49ers. Like (laughs) they got Jimmy G bench. That's how good they were. Um, but yeah, I like their defense, and I think Miles Gaskin is one of the two sub six K running backs that I am very, very interested in this week. Fifty four hundred dollars, I believe, on DraftKings. Very mm-hmm. safe PPR floor. Uh, the one thing I would want to make sure is that Jordan Howard is a healthy scratch again because that obviously helped Miles Gaskin last week. But yeah, definitely interested in him against the Jets. Okay. Yeah, I think that this game, even though it's got a high total. Probably only I'm only going to use anybody as like lineup filler. Like I don't hate Crowder. Now Crowder at 6100. I I want to make sure that Perryman and, and Denzel Mims are not returning because I think eventually when they return, that's going to affect the target share for Crowder. But I, as long as he's been in, he's like wide receiver two in fantasy points per game behind only Devonte Adams this year. He's been great when he's on the field. Yeah, and he was getting a 26, 27 percent target share last year when they had Robbie Anderson. Um, when, so, and I don't like, it's also Denzel Mims and Brashad Perryman. Um, and they threw the ball 11 times to Jeff Smith last week. 
I mean, they scored 10 points against the Cardinals, who beat them 30 to 10 in a blowout that you know, wasn't like the Cardinals were concerned. And he had 10 targets, eight catches, 116 yards, and a score. Like he's averaged, his yards per reception is way up this year. That's not the part. That's the one part that you, like, you need to treat him as if he has like a hundred fewer yards, <laughs> but right. Okay. So, but, well, yeah. he has that one long touchdown against, right. Against the Buffalo. Bills. And that was kind of fluky. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, but the good news is, is that with Darnold out, his targets didn't drop off. That's, that's the, that's the important thing. Yeah. It's like, who else is Joe Flacco going to throw the ball to? But, but this price range for wide receiver this week is, is just very enticing. It's like Galladay 62, Crowder 61, Jefferson 6,000, even McLaurin's like 5,700. So, but the thing about Crowder is like, he will never be highly owned because people are, people are like, I just, I'm just not feeling because of the game environment. And obviously like, the team, it's the Jets. Well, the team sucks, but it's also like eh, Jameson Crowder. Like, I mean, he's he's he might get you ten catches, but he's probably, yeah, he's not, he doesn't have that like three touchdown game in him in in people's minds. I just think he's like he's like a safety net, and he's not very sexy. And you're trying to win a million dollars. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. have massive upside, but like twelve to fifteen point floor in PPR, it's pretty good. No, no, I think Crowder's awesome. I'm a, yeah. I'm, I, I stand for Jameson Crowder. Texans at the Titans. This one actually should have been higher up on the list because we go in. Descending order of over-unders, but the Titans played on Tuesday. We record this on Wednesday, and we're still waiting for odds to pop up. Texans, uh, Titans minus three, the over-under 53 and a half, Heath. A potential shootout coming in this game. Yeah, yeah, I would, uh, I would even remove the potential parts. I think it's just going to be a, a good old-fashioned shootout. Love Tannehill at his price. Love Watson, Fuller, Cooks. Um, may, maybe a little fells if, if Akins is still out. Uh, Janu is easily my top tight end on the slate. Um, in terms of both points per dollar and just points. So yeah, that's, I, I will have a lot of Janu bringing it back, but also just Janu in the other lineups. What would you guys say the chances are that Adam Humphreys or, and or Corey Davis play this week? Mm. And or, so or I would put at 40% and I would put at 20%. That's probably right. Okay. Cause I think that affects things obviously. Like AJ Brown, I think is just a gift at $5,600. Like that yep. is 5,600 on DraftKings. His upside is massive. It takes a bit of a hit if those guys are back in the lineup, but even still, it's like 56 is fantastic for AJ Brown. Uh, Tannehill. I think this game is up there with uh, Jaguars, Lions, Falcons, Vikings. Like, I just want to jam as many of these players into my lineup as I possibly can. Really like Brown. Really like uh, Tannehill. Like Watson. Like Cooks. Like Fuller. Um, Derrick Henry's interesting. Seventy three hundred. Like, he leads all running backs in the NFL in red zone opportunities. But he also played a season low fifty two percent of the snaps. That was really weird on Tuesday night. He was coming yeah. out in in a manner that would indicate he was not in a hundred percent game shape. It wasn't even like just at the end, like when they were, I mean, in the very beginning of that game, he was coming off the field for Darrington Evans, who is now hurt. We don't know what his status is. And then McNichols is on there. And that was, it was, it was, it was accentuated on the broadcast. It was bizarre. Well, the guys on pace, even after last night for like 440 touches, Okay, that's a good point. It's true. <laughs> but maybe they're trying to ease him. I think I mean, so. Yeah, went, I think so. He went 31, 25, 26 in the first three weeks, which is highly unnecessary. I, I think there's a good chance they looked at that and said, uh, we paid this guy. 
we need him to like survive this season and beyond. So yeah, I I'm I'm a little leery of, of Henry in this spot. Okay, there's also a chance that they're like, hey, we got the Texans next week. It's a big game. True. Uh, by the way, Deshaun Watson in his career, four games against the Tennessee Titans and or Houston Oilers. I don't know why that was listed like that. 85, he has, uh, completed 72.7% of his passes. He averages 261.5 yards per game, 10 touchdowns, four picks, only sacked 10 times in the, only sacked 10 times in those four games, averages 8.9 yards per attempt. Mm. He is, he's just, just good against them. He is awesome against them, but I did forget this is Jadavian Clowney revenge game. Ooh, but there's no revenge to be had because Bill O'Brien's already been fired. That's true. Yeah. Um, Jeffrey Simmons, I would throw him into the Humphrey stuff because that matters. Simmons is a monster. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you're playing. I'm not, I'm done with David Johnson. I'm just not playing. Yeah. Yeah. He's not, he's not in the lineup. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like for the rest of the year, I don't care. I don't care what his price tag is. I'm done playing. Yeah. There's not much upside there. They don't throw the ball to the running backs. Duke Johnson is back as well, so David Johnson's snaps have come down a little bit. I'll also mention the fact that Adoree Jackson, their cornerback, who is quite good, is yep. eligible to return this week. That doesn't necessarily mean that he will return, so keep that in mind. Okay. Um, I was say something. Oh, I, I know. I was going to say this. Uh, I saw Ben Gretsch, our former coworker, awesome guy, on Twitter talking with somebody else who I follow from, like, Fantasy Labs. That I can't remember his name. Ryan Hoge, maybe, or something like that. Um, anyway, they were going back and forth and I just noticed that they're like, yeah, the, the first thing I did was stack Watson and cooks and bring it back with AJ Brown. So I wonder, is like, is that the, is that the chalk this week? It will be very chalky. I think AJ Brown's on DraftKings is like, he's 65 on FanDuel. So he might not be quite as chalky there on DraftKings at 5,600. He should be the highest roster wide receiver. Okay. Um, it, does that concern, does that concern you at all? I mean, like, is that, would that sway you from playing it or is it just, Hey, look, that's chalky. I'm going to roll. Like, I mean, it sounds like if you go, uh, Watson, Mike Davis, <laughs> who else did we say? Madison. Like Alexander Madison. Yeah. Yeah. Watson, <laughs> Mike Davis, Madison, and then you go Cooks or Fuller and then AJ Brown. Like you have the chalk built out. Yeah. Basically. And, and, and that's all already a, like a very high price lineup. So you're going to need a really cheap tight end and you're going to need like Miles Gaskin potentially as your flex there. Okay. 400. So uh, a lot of the lineups that I built out so far basically all have AJ Brown and all have Miles Gaskin. I don't have a problem with 100% AJ Brown. His ceiling is stupid, especially with the bad pass but, defense. Like you don't like always have to fade the chalk. Sometimes it's just a free space where the price is so good. Brandon Cooks is still five thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm sorry for interrupting, but no, no, no. You're like, there's, but the thing with Cooks is that there's a lot of. It's going to be a Fuller game. There's there's, a lot of variance. There's quite a bit of variance with AJ Brown, isn't there? Yes. Well, we only have a two game sample of him playing this year, and he scored in both of them. Well, we could look at the rest of his career, right? He he is a if look if there if this is a shootout AJ Brown will get a touchdown I'll I'll bank on that yeah but I think to Heath's point right like you can have both of those like you can have Cooks and AJ Brown in your lineup and and that's how you're able to spend up at running back for sure um, I've I've almost completed it this this should be the chalk I this always works out well when I do this on by the air. way I will point out too that the chalk uh, like or the free square Olamide is Olamide Sagayas thanks uh-huh. pal. 
So was, you're telling me I should play Olamide Zacchaeus this week? Probably, yeah. Okay, so Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Mike Davis and Alexander Madison at wide receiver. At running backs. That would be very contrarian if we play those guys at wide receiver. Receivers are Fuller, Cooks, and A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. Tight end is Jonu Smith. So we got the full Houston, Tennessee stack with the chalk running backs, Chase Claypool at, at flex, and the Bengals defense. Fits, fits like a glove. Okay, there it is. Nothing contrarian not, about it at all. You can go ahead and submit. Go ahead and submit yeah. before you lose that million dollars, Heath. 450 way tie for first. Everybody gets $20,000. I'll sign for it. Deal. Ravens at the Eagles. Over under, or Ravens minus eight, over under 47 and a half. Does the Travis Fulgram train roll on? I don't hate it. He's. Forty-four hundred dollars. Like you have to pay attention to the practice reports this week and see who's playing for the Eagles. It seems like Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson are close every week. But if they are out, Fulgham at forty-four hundred is not terrible. Do you think that after this past week, um, Doug Peterson sees Jackson and Jeffrey hobbling around? He's like, man, those guys aren't good anymore. Fulgham. Does anyone have the drum roll on the? I don't have it on my. uh... Fulgham, you ever like, he wants, like he wants to play Fulgham instead. Yeah. Get it? Tyron Mathieu. Oh, that's supposed to be a laugh. So. Tyron Mathieu. That's Breed City Tyron Mathieu. What else do I have in here? Uh, this is the Brady Quinn sound drop. Got it, guys. Now I'm done. Now I'm done. You remember that from the 90s? I've got to figure out how to get things into my mixer. You have the roadcaster? Um, No. But I, yeah, I could, I could help you out if you have the roadcast. So I have this bad boy. I just have a bunch of baseball ones, basically. Right? And we do yeah. these. Well, these are popular on other podcasts. Oh, ho, ho. And then, uh, this is the John Breach dunking on. <laughs> oh, he missed. He missed. Oh, and he may have pulled a hamstring or a muscle. That's when, uh, Randy Bullock uh, <laughs> shanked that week one kick against the Chargers. All right. I, I don't know what happened. Um, is, the, is Lamar going to win anybody a million dollars this year, or is he just going to suck? Because he's basically equal to Derek Carr in fantasy points. I think we're going to get a blow-up game eventually, mm-hmm. but you have to keep playing him until that happens, and you just don't know when it's going to happen. I think it's going to be a game where like he's trailing, it's a shootout, he has to just go off and do his thing. But I think in these games where the Ravens are big favorites, and we don't have like a huge total in this game either, I just think they probably just build up another first-half lead and probably sit on the ball in the second half. Like, he had three rushing yards last week, and he's averaging like right around 40 or 45 rushing yards per game on the season. That is down tremendously from last year, and that was a huge part of his value. So I've faded him a lot to this point in the season, and I'm probably going to continue to do so. I will play some Lamar this week. <laughs> he announced to the world. Lamar has one game this season with more than 10 rushing attempts. I don't think they want him to run as much this year. Well, that, that, but he threw it 37 times last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's just, let's just cut that back to like 32 and we'll run it eight times and we'll call it good. He's also kind of dealing with this knee thing that mispracticed yeah. last week. So I'm, that might be part of it as well. They pulled him in the fourth quarter against the Washington team for RG3. That's a problem. I mean, like he had, he was having a millimaker winning week and then stopped scoring points. But they, yeah, and that, but that makes sense. I mean, they sure. they need to play somebody that's going to score some points against them. Um, not sure Carson Wentz is going to do that. 
Well, that's the thing is like the Pittsburgh game last week for, with Philly, that was a blowout. And Pittsburgh just couldn't put it away and salt the game away. I think if Lamar and the Ravens had that same lead this week, they will salt it away. Oh, it's over. Yeah. So that, that would be, I, I'm probably going to fade Lamar this week then. I hope he'll go nuts. Watch Bengals at Colts. Colts minus eight over under 46 and a half. Obviously, this is a situation where Phillip Rivers and uh, T.Y. Hilton are the uh, smash factor for a stack. Right, guys? Right? Right? Am I right? Huh? Uh-huh. I do not want to play anyone. Maybe Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I'd play Taylor. Yeah, I think Taylor is sneaky. $6,400 on DraftKings. Big home favorite here for the Colts. This could be the game where he you know, bounces back with like 20-plus touches and 100 yards, two touchdowns. Stack him up with the defense. Yeah, no, it's not a bad play. I, that's basically what I've been doing with the Dolphins, just Dolphins defense and, and Gaskin. Yeah. Yeah, and I think too that you will see the you know the Colts got in a situation where they couldn't really run the ball and get a, like they want to get a lead and run the ball and shorten the game, and that it just sets up well for for Jonathan Taylor against a Bengals team. So we should the Colts play four three. You know they play a four three. They primarily play a zone, and I think you'll see them sit back and play zone and force Joe Burrow to make some tough throws into tight tighter windows. Now Darius Leonard needs to be back. If there's no Darius Leonard, I would be interested in Joe Mixon. Love his role in the passing game. He had 14 targets the past two weeks. That's the most he's ever had in a two-game stretch in his career. When they did this last year, at the end of last year, and they're like, we got to get like, all right, fine, fine, right, we got to get Mixon involved. And when they did that, he had a monster game. So mm-hmm. we, we, we saw him do it against the Jaguars. I don't think the Colts is the same spot, but if Leonard is missing, I think it's a good opportunity for him. Yeah, it's back-to-back games for with 30-plus touches for Joe Mixon. Like, there are not many other running backs we're talking about getting 30 touches on a weekly basis right now. Uh, and the eight targets was a career high, 14 over his last two weeks. So, yeah, I just hope that that doesn't go away because, like, he has that skill. They just haven't necessarily used him in that way as long as he's been in the NFL. Okay, so just the running backs here for us and maybe the Colts' defense. Broncos at the Patriots. Patriots minus nine. I guess it means Cam's back. Uh, or maybe not. This game is on Monday. Oh, no, this game's on the slate. Let's move past this game. Sorry. It is on the slate, isn't it? No. Oh, it is Sunday. Chiefs yeah. Bills is Monday. Sorry. Correct. That's my fault. Uh, Broncos at Patriots. Patriots might, it, it was moved from Monday. Patriots minus nine over under 46 and a half. Any, I can't imagine there's a whole lot to love here. It, there's a whole lot to question here. Yeah. Um, is Melvin Gordon active? If he's not, then Philip Lindsay maybe becomes the cheap chalk. Mm. Um, could Philip Lindsay be snagged in any league where he's unowned in a season? If he's not on, yeah, if he's on the waiver wire, he should not be on the waiver wire anymore. Yeah. I Melvin Gordon was charged with DUI for, for what it's worth, or I think pulled for DUI. I hate to. Yeah. Uh, he's probably going to face some kind of suspension. I would imagine. You would think they would just cut him. The Broncos? No. Um, they invested a decent amount of money. I don't know how much of him, how much of it is guaranteed, but I don't, I don't think so. Okay, I could be wrong about that. It was a two-year, sixteen million dollar deal with thirteen point five million guaranteed. So yeah, they're not cutting him unless this. I mean, there's clauses. Yeah, this could vo- void the, the guarantee. Sure, if you can. If, if you can avoid the guarantees, you get rid of them. Um, I, yeah. Uh, any interest in Cam if he plays? 
not, I'm not really interested in this game at all. But Lindsay is 4,300, so you know, just pay attention to this Melvin Gordon situation. The Patriots defense is $4,100 as well, so I guess we'll see who the Broncos quarterback is. It's a possibility you could do a Damian Harris Patriots stack. Ooh. I like Damian Harris. Harris is 5,000. Not bad. I wish they would throw it to him a little bit, but yeah. Um, Cam will not be owned if he plays. I would presume not. Um, his price is quite a ways up there, right? 6,500. So yeah, that is the sixth highest price quarterback. Same price as Tom Brady and higher than Stafford and Minshew. Yeah, he'll be and way higher than it's like ten percent higher than Channel. Yeah, can't really justify it. Which is maybe the reason he should be a contrarian play. Hmm. All right, moving on. We don't like this game. Bears at Panthers. Panthers minus two and a half over under forty four and a half. Panthers were fantastic as we mentioned last week. I do not foresee them being quite as fantastic this week. No, no. Um, Mike Davis, David Montgomery, both in play. Um, Allen Robinson is probably my favorite receiver in this game, but I don't really like any of them and I'm not going back to Teddy. Yeah. Mike Davis is very playable because I think the Panthers will throw to him no matter what the situation is. And David Montgomery call is, is a good one. I mean, you, that's how you beat the Panthers by running the football. You just have to, you know, and they're throwing it to him more with Cohen gone. True. Yeah. Yeah. Play then. Uh, Washington at the, oh. Washington at the Giants. The Giants minus three. The over under forty three. Oh, Frank's face. Classic. I think both defenses are in play. <laughs> sure. Um, I like Slayton again. I like Terry McLaurin. Okay. Um, that's probably it. But Slayton for sure. Slayton's 5,400 on DraftKings, and Terry McLaurin is 57. I don't hate McLaurin either, but it's when you could get A.J. Brown for $100 cheaper, it's kind of hard to justify, unless you play both. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this game is not one to be. So, all right, it really feels like the ownership concentration is going to be targeted to three games here. Falcons, Vikings, Lions, Jaguars, and Texans, Titans. Yes. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Do we think that'll be the chalk? That's going to be chalky. I mean, there's just a lot of games where it's not. And then Madison and Mike Davis, right? And uh, the Colts running back, whose name? Jonathan I Taylor. Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. He's uh, yeah, loves yeah. God gift that dude. Played at Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, I know. I just traded for him. He's on my team now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sunday night football: the Rams at the 49ers, over under fifty and a half. Uh, any. Any thoughts early on? Rams minus three and a half. Any thoughts early on about the Captain EFS showdown? Mostert or Kittle, right? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I think that probably makes the most sense. Maybe like a Cooper Cup, but probably not. I really? guess with what Ryan Fitzpatrick just did to them, Jared Goff might make some sense. Um, I don't. I don't understand really what's going on with the 49ers, but they might just be bad. Jimmy Garoppolo uh, might just be bad, and he might not even be their quarterback. Okay. Uh, beer. Any beer? Yeah, I had some beer. Um, I had a sour double IPA 
from, I believe it was from Six Point. Oh, nice. I am trying to pull it up now. Um, and it was like, I'm, I don't know how you guys are on this hours. I'm a little bit like hot and cold, but this one was, uh, was very, very well. Cosmic handshake. Mm. It was okay. very, very Wait, well done. Man. Saving that for later. No, I'm, I'm very big on the sour beers, man. But I, no, I, I could see why most people, like they're polarizing. And sure. I guess that makes sense. Um, but when you get like the sour IPA together, mm-hmm. it's like a nice blend. It's like not too sour. Will's not uh, not buying it. I don't. Think. I, I need I need the sour for the IPA portion. I like sours, but I need it to be toned down a little bit for the sour IPA personally. Uh, yeah. Although I will say New Belgium has a nice sour IPA, sour IPA. I have not had that. It's good. Just check it out. Um, <laughs> I had some uh, fridge full of Wicked Weed. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, New Day. The um, oh, you know what? I took a picture. Of it. I didn't even send it to you guys. Uh, it, it was this a haul. Did I tell you about this? It's an I don't think so. absolute haul from Wicked Weed. Let me see if I can find the pictures. You ever find that, like, if you take a picture, like, you can't find it a week later because you take so many stupid pictures with your phone? Oh, yeah. And, and so many cute pictures of your children, of course. I don't have kids, but definitely the stupid pics. Yeah. Right. Most of mine are, like, weird screenshots and things of that nature. Um, I can't find this beer now. But, uh, the uh, obviously pernicious freak of nature in cans. Very excited about that. Double IPA, excellent double IPA. Pernicious is a fantastic IPA. Uh, I think it's New Day is uh, the hoppy lager and then some sour and then some uh, stouts, which I haven't opened. The Guilty Pleasures four pack dessert stouts. That is very good. Yeah. Sounds great. I, uh, I would like to, I would like to drink some of those. <laughs> uh, the gentleman, the podcast listener sent them to me. That he couldn't DM you. Did I send? I sent you that, right? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, uh, I, I went to Twitter to uh, try to rectify that as quickly as possible. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's make it happen. All right. That's the uh, that's the show. Good stuff, fellas. We will uh, talk to you next week. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.